Hey, TABC family, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we seek to go deeper into Sunday's teaching and ask the questions that will help us live out God's word in our daily lives. That's why we do this podcast, to equip the followers of Jesus here at 12th to grow in obedience and affection for him every day. Our hope is that at 12th, we would be a biblical community of kingdom people who are joining God in the restoration of all things, one person, one place at a time. And our desire is that our time together today equips you to do just that. Thanks for being with us. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. It is Jordan. And today I am joined by not Garen, but Anna Black. Surprise, surprise. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) She found her way onto the podcast. No, we are so honored to have Anna with us. Anna works as, is it financial secretary? What's your official? I am the financial officer. She's the financial (laughs) officer. She has a badge and everything here at 12th. And um, Anna was with us yesterday for church and always has good things to share and is just a, a deep thinker and very articulate. And I'm so honored to have her with us. So Anna, welcome to the TBC podcast. Thank you. Yes. So we're going to just kind of break down what happened in John Sapp's message yesterday. Um, my voice didn't hold up, so we called John in uh, out of the bullpen, and he did a great job. But before we even get to that, I'm not sure many people know much about the mysterious Anna mm, Black. So okay. Anna, could you give us a little snapshot of your history here at 12th and who you are and just kind of your life up until this point? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was born here um, and my parents attended 12th um, for several years before I entered into the world. Um, so lots of people kind of have been connected with them. And then when I was three, though, my parents moved overseas to Thailand. They were missionaries there for, I should know this, like 15, 17 years. Um, so I was pretty much raised in Thailand. We were here back in the States, kind of back and forth um, for a couple of just like random years, fourth grade, eighth grade, second grade. Um, And so every time we'd come back, we would come back to 12th. And um, so I kind of grew up here and kind of grew up in Thailand. And then um, when I graduated from high school in Thailand, I went to Virginia, which is Liberty University for my undergraduate. Um, From there, I went to Uganda for two years, which was really awesome from 2017 to 2019. And then came back to Emporia after, um, yeah, serving for two years in Uganda. And then I've been here since 2019. And um, been back at 12th since then and just really enjoyed kind of reconnecting with a lot of the people that I kind of um, knew kind of through coming back and forth from Thailand to here. And so that's been really neat. That's so great. Anna, you have lived a more full life than most people in your well, I don't know about that, short but... <laughs> time here on earth. That's pretty cool. Um, I saw an Instagram reel this week about Thai street food and they were like mixing in crickets and grubs. Is that the deal over there? Um, yeah, they definitely have that, but I did not partake. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I'm like, even for having spent a lot of my time overseas, I'm not adventurous when it comes to food. I imagined you just like popping them like popcorn. The most exotic thing I ever ate was silkworms, which is not silkworms? super exotic. It was just kind of crunchy. They're like really tiny. So it's basically like- Like rice kind of? Yeah, yeah. Was that in Uganda or Thailand? That was in Thailand. It was like for uh, like a a camp that I went to that was, I think it was like our, oh, amazing race kind of oh. like thing that we put on and we all had to eat silkworms. You have talked about your time in Uganda. What did you say that you ate there a lot that was, it got kind of repetitive even? Oh, posho. Posho, yeah. Um, Tell us about that. Posho was um, like, I think of it as like 
flavorless mashed potatoes, but with like oh a boy. gloopier texture. Oh yeah. Appetizing, huh? Um, but that was the staple. That was over like there. their staple. They would eat it. It was either posho or rice. Um, and so, yeah, they would, it was like they put it on everything or under everything. <laughs> they so used, even yeah. though you haven't eaten like crazy bugs and stuff to, to go through that for uh, any period of time, that's tough. You know, to eat the same thing. So yeah, my, our hats are still off. To my you, poor roommate, I uh, shoved a lot of my food off to her, so <laughs> she took the bulk of that for me. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's really funny. So yesterday, um, we were both here for service, and uh, we got to hear John speak. And Anna, first kind of question to you, I guess, would be: you know, John spoke from Second Timothy one, and if I was just going to say what was something that jumped out to you or stood out to you, what would you say that'd be? Yeah, I think um, I really liked that um, Paul talked to, um, well, he mentioned Timothy's mom and grandmother, I think Lois and Eunice. Yes, I think okay. you're right. Um, and I was going to say Eudora, but that's a town in Kansas. So I think <laughs> it's Eudora. <laughs> um, oh, wait, that was Chia. Never mind. Anyways, yeah, you, you can edit really that out. <laughs> I did. I went Chia and Dora you know the Explorer. What? She's a missionary right. kid, guys. Let's give <laughs> her a break. <laughs> Um, okay, I lost my drive. Anyways, he mentioned um, his mother and grandmother. And I just, I feel like that kind of struck me just because it shows like that they have like a deeper connection, a relationship that I feel like, you know, when you're just reading, um, you know, the letters that Paul wrote, sometimes it feels like, oh, this is just like he wrote it to insert it into the Bible. But like there, that was a letter that he was writing to somebody that he had mentored. Like there was a deep relationship um, to them that, you know, we can only kind of guess at or, you know, pick out of different scriptures. Um, and so I think it just kind of showed like the humanity of them and that, you know, they were real people and had a real connection. He knew his, his mother and his grandmother and knew them by name and, you know, probably had, you know, either a relationship with them or knew them just from Timothy. And so I think just kind of like, was like, oh, like I know people that I would write letters to. And like, it just kind of made it very concrete and real, I think to me in that. Yeah. That's really cool. When we're around the Bible a lot, at least for me, I think it's easy to just be like, well, it's just the Bible. Like it's just these 66 books that right. fell out of the sky. Yeah. And like, we just got to learn from it and it tells us about God. And man, if you really look back at how those 66 books, letters, whatever they were came together and the cultural context they're written yeah. in, like, yeah, that was at one point a handwritten letter being carried on a road to the recipient. And it, you were just reading somebody's mail, yeah, which is so cool. And you're right. There's so many relationships present in that. And and I forget that sometimes. So that's a great point. Yeah. Like he wasn't like writing it. Like I'm writing the Bible right now. Like mm-hmm. he was writing it in the context of his relationship. And I just, yeah. I really do you like think that. he had a, do you think he thought like, I'm writing the Bible right now? Surely not. No, right? he couldn't. He couldn't. Really? I mean, <laughs> Paul. Paul, right? Welcome to the Anna and Jordan, <laughs> Jordan podcast where we answer no questions <laughs> and just ask hard questions. <laughs> um, okay. Something that, Paul, not Paul. Paul didn't come preach. John <laughs> preached. We really need Gary here. The wheels are coming. <laughs> Help. <off. laughs> One thing John taught about, um, and actually what was his main point, was that we are strengthened by relationship. That was his first thing. And so just thinking about relationship and, and why it matters so much. Anna, can you talk in your life? Because you've moved around a lot. I'm sure you've known a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures in a lot of different life contexts, just talk about like relationship and maybe why it matters so much to us or 
um, I don't know, maybe it's not so important to some people, but what's been your experience with just like relationships in your life and, and what it's meant to you to be in close relationship to others? Yeah, I, relationship is so important for me. Like I have come to realize that if I am not regularly surrounded by um, community and especially biblical community, I do not do well. Like they are, yeah, just so and pivotal in my life of kind of keeping me directed and pointed towards Christ and towards, um, yeah, just like pursuing him. And um, yeah, there's so many people that I could honestly draw from. Um, but I, I really want to talk about uh, my time in Uganda and some of the people that I met there specifically. I went there to work with Sudanese refugees. Um, and they have such a rich culture of community and hospitality. And it was like so overwhelming sometimes of like, like, please like, don't, you know, don't give me your food. Like you have so little, like, you know, I let me, you know, let me do something, let me help around, you know, and I'll provide you the tea or, um, whatnot. But I think just, um, they just really showed me, um, just such a like sacrificial, like acceptance and love of community. Like they, like I went there kind of from the American context of like fast paced, you know, living. And, you know, when I hang out with people, it's usually at an activity or like, you know, we're doing something, but, um, going from that to sitting with the refugees and just like sitting for hours and like drinking tea and just chatting. But that was like when I just had such a depth of relationship with them and they taught me things about the culture and taught me how to, you know, how to effectively do ministry. Like I got to bring along, um, a young girl that I was discipling and she got to translate for me when I, um, to share the gospel with people. And so just like being able to, um, but we would have never gotten there if we hadn't spent hours of time before just like washing dishes together or drinking tea or, you know, sweeping the floors or whatever we did. Um, and so I think just like, um, I, you know, went there to share the gospel and to do, you know, other different, um, relief, um, things with refugees, but they taught me so much more about hospitality than I think I ever <laughs> even thought them. That's really incredible. So you mentioned at the beginning that it's so important for you to have that community. What do you find tends to happen in your life when you don't have that Christ-centered community in your life? Like when that piece is missing, what happens to Anna Black? Um, I kind of get grouchy and like, I mean, I think I just, I, I isolate um, and I can get in my head and I start like really... Um, I don't know, mini spiraling of like, ugh, like, you know, I don't know, it can go any direction. Like, ugh, nobody, nobody wants to be my friend or, right, you know, yeah. you know, just all these negative thoughts um, that just kind of, um, yeah, lead to my, you know, destruction and not in like an, you know, extreme way, but just sure. in like, you know, I don't know, you, yeah, you're. But there's nobody there to speak truth into that. Yeah, there's and nobody. like stop that cycle. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think like, um, yeah. And even just, even just in my relationship with the Lord, um, of just, um, like meeting with my quad, I think is just somebody to hold me accountable to like, okay, are you spending time in the word? And you know, there are times where I'm like, you know, I, I didn't do a couple readings and they're like, no problem. And so it's not like a shame thing, but more of a, just, a knowing that somebody's going to ask me if I spent time in the word is just like, kind of helps keep me in check of, you know, am I really spending time with the Lord? And, um, so yeah, I think. It's kind of like having a gym buddy. Like when yes. you know you're going to meet somebody there, yeah. you get out of bed. Yeah, But if exactly. it's like nobody cares if I skip today, well, obviously I'm probably just going to skip. Yeah. Yes, yes for um, sure. Community is so good for so many things. You're right. You mentioned like accountability and encouragement and speaking truth. 
And we can, our minds can just become this echo chamber, not even necessarily of like negative thoughts, but just like when we're only mm, feeding on our yeah. own thoughts. I feel like that's where so many of us go. And then it's just, we start to value our thoughts way too much. Mm-hmm. And there's no that's one there good. to push back and be like, well, have you thought about this? Or yeah. remember the time you were wrong about that? You know, like <laughs> if that voice isn't there, it's just kind of dangerous. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, like definitely getting input from others and even just, yeah, like offshooting. Like this is what I'm thinking, but. Yeah. John talked about good relationship. He also talked that about that verse where Paul mentions the two people that kind of came against him. I can't remember their names, but. If it was important enough for Paul to mention that maybe that kind of begs the question of are there hard relationships in our lives or are there hard interactions that are still valuable to us? Or I guess what I'm trying to say is does every relationship have to be like friendship and rosy and and cozy or like is there a different element of the relationship that that can be good for us? Maybe it's like a... um, Maybe it's like somebody coming against you or maybe it's it's less intense than that. But I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like, can can that be good for us as well? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, to some extent, like all friendships should, at some point, there should be not friction, but, you know, you if you're always agreeing with one another, then you're not really growing. And so I think, like, I mean, I think of my mentor in college, um, she taught me so much about the word of God, so much about living and pursuing Jesus. But there are times where she, um, you know, was, was gave me some tough love and called me out on things that I needed to be called out on. And it was tough. And I think I stomped out of her house one time because I was mad at her for telling me like, Anna, you need to be spending time with the Lord. And I, you know, was like, you can't tell me what to do, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Obviously you were right, Anna, looking back. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and so, yeah, I think like, you know, um, yeah, I think you need to be, you know, calling each other out in a gentle and loving way. Um, and so sometimes, yeah, friendships and relationships do kind of bring tension, but I think that it's kind of that refining fire. Um, and I think sometimes we need to disagree with our friends. It's healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is healthy, but that's weird because in today's cultural context, if I disagree with you, I hate you, right? Yeah. Or like if I call you out, then I'm trying to shame you. And that's yeah. just not what we see in the Bible. Like iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to rub each other and sharpen each other and make each other better. And if we're not doing that, then like, what are we really doing? Yeah. So I remember a a professor and we were, it's not like we were friends, but like I had a professor in school who for the first time ever really pushed me. And at the time I didn't get it. I was like, everybody else here gets the deal. They're cool. They're fun. (laughs) Like they want to be your buddy. And this guy just like pushes you so hard. And I remember I worked so hard in his class for my grade and it just mattered so much more to me. And by the end of it, like looking back now, man, I still respect him so much because he was willing to push me and challenge me. And uh, I, I grew more in his class than maybe any other. Mm-hmm. And so those things can be good too, I think. Yeah. And, and even in friendships, it can be good. But sometimes it's hard to like push our friends. Oof, it's scary sometimes. Or to I'm such say, a people pleaser. I know, me too, man. Are you a two on the Enneagram? I don't know what I am. Oh, I'm a boy. mixed bag. She's, una- she's <laughs> I'm unidentified. Unidentified Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a people pleaser too. And it's hard to like say hard things to our friends, but I think if we care about them, we will. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's true. And I think figuring out that line of like when to speak and when to listen is really For sure. so difficult. And I think absolutely. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna. You should really think about changing your life in this way. Probably not on day one we're Definitely doing that. Definitely not but, on day one, but yeah. 
I think definitely requires the Holy Spirit's guidance of knowing when do I shut up and when can I speak into this? Yep. Yeah, totally. John also talked about um, how the gift of life and immortality, those are things that strengthen us. And, and within that, he talked about the lies of the enemy and how those lies can come in and kind of derail us. And I don't know. I just, I don't really have a plan for this one, Anna. I just wanted to bounce it off you. Like lies of the enemy. What's, what's the defense against that? Do you come against that in your life? I mean, certainly it's something that we all have in common and all deal with on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour basis. But I don't know. If I was going to turn that over to you and say, speak some wisdom into that, what would you say? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, I, I remember in college kind of one of the first times that I realized not everything that I think is true or even, you know, from me. And that was like a really big revolutionary thought of mine um, or kind of realization, I guess. Um, and a lot of it came from just recognizing that, like, the devil's lies aren't always these extreme, you know, um, extreme lies of, you know, steal that or burn down this building kind of thing. Like they're um, oftentimes in in my life, they show up in ways of just like these um, kind of like just persistent like lies that make me isolate from community or, you know, not read, you know, my Bible because I'm feeling guilty that I didn't read it yesterday. So I'm, you know, wanting to, you know, run away from God because I feel shame for that or, or different things like that or, you know, um, and so there are often these very subtle, subtle lies that, um, feel true. And I, um, just kind of believe them because I thought, well, I'm thinking it, so it must be true. And so realizing like, oh, like not everything I think is true. Like I need to actively fight against those thoughts and those, those lies. Um, and I think, I think for me, step one was figuring out what is true, what isn't true, like kind of just almost like just becoming aware of my thoughts more and just really thinking through, okay, I had, I had that thought, what is, is that true? Is that, a, you know, something that Satan's going to use against me to isolate me from community or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think being aware and I think just, um, and I think speaking it out to your friends and um, kind of bringing them into it and say, hey, when I isolate, maybe check up on me because maybe Satan's lying to me about something. And so I think bringing your community into it as well is really helpful and you don't have to battle it alone. Um, yeah. That's so useful. And I, I think that so many of us who are walking the Christian walk maybe don't even realize that fully all the time that, man, everything I think isn't necessarily true. Yeah. And I have to weigh every thought against scripture. And if I'm being really wise, I weigh every thought against my Christian community and mm-hmm. see what they would say about it. And I don't know. I just think sometimes we think too much of our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. We think too highly of our <laughs> thoughts. Way too highly. Yeah. I agree with that. So yeah. there's a humble dose of humility that's needed to weigh it against scripture and against Christian community, but that's a really helpful thing. So I think what you said, spot on. I can't even add anything to it. That was great. He talked even a little bit later about um, in verse seven that, that the gift of the Holy Spirit is something that strengthens us. And he talked about that gift of the Holy Spirit brings three things. It brings love and power and self-control. And if we were going to touch on just one of those, maybe for you, Anna, um, one of those three, you know, John talked about loving others that were different than him. He talked about the power that we have in Christ to overtake any thought. He talked about self-control. If the Holy Spirit needed a boost in one of those areas in your <laughs> life, if you were kind of lagging in one, what's hard for you to give control to the Holy Spirit in terms of those three things? 
I would say probably the hardest one for me is the maybe the self-control one of just like not giving into kind of my pity parties or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think um, in terms of, I guess, my thoughts, I guess, of just kind of being, yeah, self-control of stopping it and actively fighting against it, I would say um, is something that I still, yeah, still am always needing refining of. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? That is so like where we live though with our culture that if you have a thought, it must be good. Right. And like you should give into it. Mm, and <laughs> and anybody who tells you different doesn't care about yeah. you, Anna, you know? So I, I definitely hear you on that. And But I feel all the cultural current pushing me the other way on that. And I'm sure you probably feel that too. I would say mine is probably power. I think sometimes, I mean, I've just, I've been a Christian like almost my whole life. And so sometimes it's easy to just do the Christian thing and be like, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I read my Bible. Yeah, we pray for people. But to remember like the Holy Spirit is literally living inside each of us and he is calling us to live radically different and he equips us to do that. Mm. And just like living in the power of Christ and not just, you know, I don't know, going through the motions sometimes. Yeah. It's like, man, I really want to live all in and I really want to just live as if God is as powerful as I say he is with my mouth. You know, I want to believe mm. with my heart. And so sometimes I don't really live into the power of Christ as much as I probably could. And I really want to do that well. And honestly, I need more people around me challenging me. Because when you're in ministry, people don't really challenge you. I wish they would. This is free reign. Anyone listening, they come and (laughs) challenge me and say, Jordan, are you really living in the power of Christ? Or are you just going through the motions? Because I need that so badly. So yeah, yeah, that's me for sure. I like that. um, Me and my call were talking the other day of just how there is um, a part of our like little, um, we're reading through the New Testament um, and the insight for that day was talking about how so often we focus on the mountains instead of the mountain mover. And that has just really stood with me of like, instead of thinking about all the, all of my mess and all of the things that I need fixing and, you know, all my prayers of God, help me with this, help me with that. Instead, I have really tried to switch my prayer of like, okay, God, you are you know, you are loving, you are kind. And that stating who he is and seeing him as the mountain mover and then from recognizing who he is from there being like, okay, you are good. Help me be kind in this situation. And almost like switching my view of kind of that like, you know, power and all those things of who God is informing me in my prayers. That just kind of reminded me of that. But once again, that's like you allowing truth to enter into your worldview though, right? Like, and that takes humility. Yeah. So way to go on that. One of the last things that John talked about was in verse 14 of 2 Timothy 1, guarding the good deposit that we've been given, meaning the Holy Spirit. And so John said specifically, how do we guard that love, that power, that self-control of the Holy Spirit? How do we make sure we keep those things alive in our in our soul? And he said, it's time in God's word. He said, it's there's no substitute for, and I remember he like held his Bible and kind of shook it with power. Like it was really good. Like there's no substitute for God's word. And he was so spot on. And so, Anna, would you, would you just share about your quiet time and maybe what's worked for you, like what's refreshing for you, maybe in dry times where it's like, ugh, this does not feel like something I want to do today. How do you get through that? Um, yeah, just share about all that with us if you would. Yeah, um, I would say kind of two things are kind of come to mind. One, I kind of touched on earlier community, like I think having people who you are talking about God's word with regularly and kind of um, you know, whether that's a small group or just a friend or 
you know, somebody that you're, you're talking about God's word with and kind of can hold you accountable to whether you're um, reading it or not. And, and then I think another thing is um, my schedule has like just changed throughout just life, you know, normal, normal changes. But in Uganda, I had so much more flexibility and time and I could really wake up and really spend a lot of time in God's word in the morning. And I find that that doesn't work as well for me now. And so I now have doing my quiet time at nighttime. And so just like finding what works for you. I think I used to think you can only spend time with God at this time of hour. Or you can only pray at this time of hour and realizing like, no, like, you know, you spend time with God um, in the times that make sense with your schedule. Like if you're a mom and you have, you know, kids and you're crazy busy, like finding moments and pockets that work within your schedule and how it fits into your life um, has really been helpful for me. Um, and kind of recognizing that there's no like one system that you have to follow. Yep. So true. Because it is about the relationship and the connection with our father. It's not about checking a box or doing it a certain yeah. way. And uh, yeah, you're so right. That's the key. Okay. I would say um, that the point that John was getting at as we wrap up here was just that we'd be strengthened by these things, that you'd be strengthened by your relationships, that you'd be strengthened by the abundant life that God has given you, not just in this life, but in the next, the hope of eternity. And then that you'd be strengthened by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that those would be manifested by love, especially for those who are not like you in this world, um, manifested in power and manifested in self-control. So that's kind of our challenge that you would allow those things, love, power, self-control to permeate who you are this week, that it would just be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. And we hope that this podcast got you closer to that. So Anna, thank you for being with us. You're so welcome. You know thank what? You for having me. You, you made a big mistake. You did too well. Oh, so no. you might be a returning guest. You should have really just toned it down a little bit. You so can edit it so that it sounds like I just don't know what I'm talking about. Well, there were also well, some of those moments. Too, <laughs> I though, also so. don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> sometimes. So, Okay. Anna, thanks for being with us. Guys, hope this was useful. Garen, we'll be back next week and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you.